Hello and welcome to today's edition of Family Life Today, hosted by Dave and Ann Wilson. Family Life Today is presented by Power to Change, known in the US as Family Life. We hope the program will encourage you in your most important relationships. All right, so I've been walking around the house playing some new music. Yeah. You recognize that? No, but did it hurt your feelings when I came I out? I know that's an acoustic version of a heavy metal sound, but... Yeah, and you were, I was reading my Bible, and that keeps going on and on. I'm like, what is happening right now? Why are you playing that? Well, you know, because it's my new band, Skillet, and you fell in love with it after you listened to it. It's good. Yeah, and we've got the front man... And his wife, John and uh, Corey Cooper, who are in the studio of Family Life Today. Welcome to Family Life Today. You've never been here, have you? Never been here. Excited to be here, right, baby? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Loving it already. Yeah, and you guys are on tour. They're from the band Skillet. I'm sure many of our listeners know you, multi-platinum. I did not know this when I'm studying about your, your life. The most downloads of any song Monster, is that true? Uh, not the most, but but for a rock song, it's certainly at the top of the list. I like you know? how you're being humble. Not the I'm most not, in I'm not, the I'm world history. The truth. <laughs> no, no, but for a rock song, it's very high up the charts. So I always tell people, Skillet is the biggest selling band that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> when I see the numbers, I'm like, how are we sold that? We're not that big. People don't know who I am. But, John, yeah. you have two Grammys. That's kind of well, big. Well, uh, actually, two Grammy Nomin- nominations. Nomin- Okay. Uh, but Where you go, Annie? She just brought no, up something. No, you're good. You're good. I, mean, we always lose. I think it's pretty remarkable. Thanks for reminding us. I'm, I feel triggered again. Why it didn't take long. I thought you were the nice people. I'm going to write a book on this. The day I was triggered at Family Life. That's what we're here to do. And Corey, you're in the band. I am in the band, yes. Yes. I play guitar, keyboards, and. Basically, whatever is needed. You know what I'm saying? Programming. You can call yourself a help meet to the I'm, rock and roll. I'm the Whatever is needed. It was help meet. I don't think most wives could actually be doing what you're doing, though. You must be an incredible musician. And you guys have been married how many years? 25 years. Uh, she is an incredible musician. She plays keyboards and guitar live. And for anybody that knows Skillet's music, they probably have noticed that it is sort of a um, mashup of really hard music, but it's also melodic. It has a softness to it on the production. and It, it can does? Be, uh, yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> some people will notice that. Maybe not everybody. For like hard ref- rock, it like does. Refuge. Well, <laughs> for hard rock, it, you would agree, though, right? So there's, yeah. w- w- sometimes we're considered a metal band, but we're very melodic for yeah. a metal band, yeah. and we have a lot of strings and stuff, and so Corey, I always say, Corey brings that to the table. I'm I'm the metal side. That's cool. She's the softer, alternative yeah. I side. I call it the happy side. She brings the emotion to the music. Yeah. I bring the metal to the music, <laughs> and, and, it, and it, it we cook up something. You see how I did that? We cook see? it up in a skillet. That's, so I'm oh, like the onion, there you the go. garlic. That's it. You're like the egg. <laughs> You're not garlic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, when, uh, when we were prepping for our interview with you, you know, I put on your music and I'm grabbing my guitar and I'm learning your stuff and I tend to play it loud and it, and 
I mean, I'm doing this for a half hour. I she's told like, John, I'm trying to work on and, li- and read all these books and prepare. She's like, can you turn that down? Can you please turn that down? Can you play another song? I'm like, no, i got to learn Monster. i got to learn this song, you know? <laughs> we may get to it. do it. You never know. But, uh, man, I love, I mean, what you do. And it's just what you said. It's got this hard edge metal, but there's this, even the cello and the hmm. strings. I actually played upright bass in the symphony orchestra. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So, so I have an appreciation for that. And you blend that. Which is so rare. It's well, so thank beautiful. You. That's that. so cool that you played upright bass. What a great instrument. He's um, cool. Yeah, Jeez, I, these, you guys don't even know how cool he is. I Whatever. think that I have a, some idea now. <laughs> I'm just glad my wife still thinks that after 40 years. <laughs> the fact that he likes skill, it gave me an idea of how cool he just might be. That's how I judge all humans. You know what I mean? <laughs> the band, the band that almost won two Grammys. You know, With the band know. that almost had the biggest song in the world. Way to go, Ed. <laughs> No, I love it. It's great. It's but you're, great. Not, you're not just married. you got kids. How old are your kids? Tell us a little bit. We do. We have two kids. Uh, daughter's 19 and my son's 16. So, uh, you know, they grew up on the road. We uh, we were never going to have kids on the road. We were going to do skillet. And then when we got, you know, older, more mature, we were going to have a family and settle down and probably be youth leaders. That was kind of the plan, roughly. Hmm. And then God started speaking to us about, you know, kids on the road. And John started having dreams about us having a baby. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that on the road. <laughs> And then, you know, God just started to speak to so many people, not even me. It was other people saying, you know, I just had a dream last night that you had a baby. I'm like, oh, man, like it's everywhere, everywhere we went to the point where I'm like, I don't really even need to pray about this. This is so clearly the Lord, you know. So Hmm. thus, my daughter was born. Three years later, we had my son and, you know, they just love the Lord. And they've grown up on the road with crazy rock bands and crazy rock tours and Christian tours, you know, could be a... Mercy Me, or it could be Godsmack, or you know who knows. Metallica, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they're just great. They're they're great people. Yeah, so. sometimes I tell people we're having the, they're like, where did you guys do this weekend? It was a summer festival. I said it was a beer and Bible weekend. <laughs> Friday night with, with Casting Crowns, Saturday night with Metallica. You know, it's like the crowds are so very different. It could be very starkly Christian on the Friday and then a metal crowd on the Saturday. Yeah. And our kids had a good time because they, they got to grow up around all kinds of different people. And I think that was really important because it, they were learning how I think to they would watch us be friends with people who don't love Christ, mm. friends with people who might actually might want to rip the the pages out of our Bible if they had a chance. Sure. People that are like, I'm not really into that, but they saw us befriend people who don't agree with us on things. And that's a wonderful thing. That's the way we have to share the gospel with people that are so absolutely needy. And uh, I'll tell you one quick story and then I'll shut up and you can ask me questions or whatever. But like, for instance, I remember my daughter was about six. We were going on tour of the band, secular tour. And uh, one of the bands on the tour, his uh, the singer's brother had killed himself about seven days prior to the tour. Mm-hmm. So as the tour was starting, it was known, hey, this has just happened people are suffering, not believers, not, not religious at all. And we were praying for him at night, but you know, as, as an adult, I mean, I don't know what to say to him except for, Hey, I'm really sorry. And I don't know him, but I, you know, I don't know what to say. It's the greatness of watching kids though, you know, because they're so disarming. So my little six year old daughter came up to him. She never met him before. And she said, hi, I'm, I'm Alex. She said, I want you to know we pray for you every single night. We pray that Jesus is healing your family, healing your heart. And, and I was sitting there thinking, 
this is the way you do evangelism. <laughs> and my daughter's teaching me because you get older and you start getting like, well, I don't want this. I don't but it's offend. just the purity of, hey, I'm praying for you. Every night we pray for you. And God can do a healing work in your life. Mm-hmm. And that was really beautiful. So it's been a great experience with the kids on the road. And I don't know if they know how cool we are, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish, dad, I wish right? the audience could see you guys because you're beautiful people. Oh, but, thank you. And you're tatted up. I love that Corey has this gorgeous purple hair. <laughs> if anybody has a cool parent, it's you guys are the cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, talk about that. You talked about having kids on the road. What, what about marriage? You know, how does that work in your life? Has that been easy, hard, a struggle, good, highs, lows? I'll let Corey answer because I mean, you, you always get the real answer yeah. when, uh, when 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 the, the wife answers. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all of the above, you know. With no, it's not. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in general, with us, ninety-five percent of the time we're on the same page, so that has made things easy. Which is funny because we're very different personalities. Like when we first started dating, all of our friends were like, "What are you guys doing?" Because he's kind of crazy. And you're so quiet and, you know, deep thinker and he's just wild and whatever. But I kind of wanted someone who's a little bit crazy and funny because I'm just so serious. I'm how, like, how old were you guys when you started dating? Uh, we got 23. Yeah, we got married. You, you were 20? 24 and I was he's 21. Me, so we were probably 23 and 20. And where was your faith? Where were you spiritually? We both got born again when we were around five years old. So I was a PK, but I wasn't a wild one, as most of my PK friends were. <laughs> we were crazy. both absolutely sold out for Christ. Yeah. Uh, so that that wasn't something that happened later. Right. And I think that that's what, how we, we connected based on one thing and one thing alone. <laughs> and that was that we both wanted to live for Jesus. We, and not and just live for it. Jesus, yeah. we wanted to make a difference in the world for Christ. Right. And so all all the other differences, our friends were like, what? We, I, we were like, yeah, but that's all that matters, living for Christ, make a difference in your generation for the kingdom, make his name more famous, and the fact that you're a really deep thinker and pensive and quiet, and I'm insane and not a deep thinker and no filter. And it was like, oh, we'll work on that later. <laughs> right? Yeah, we were definitely very much united in our passion for the Lord. Like, this is everything. If I don't get married, that's fine. If I do get married, that's fine. Whatever will serve his kingdom better in my lifetime, that was it. And so if if it is better joining me with someone and we can be more effective for the kingdom that way, then let's do that too. So, you know, that was kind of like sold out, basically. Yeah. It, all that's in. very kind of passion and purity. You were very influenced by that too. Yeah. Um, what, what's her name? Elizabeth Elliott. Thank you, Elizabeth Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've had her on here oh, really? years ago before we were the host. Oh, but so cool. Wonderful. Elizabeth is a great friend of family life. So you guys pretty much have won a Grammy, like Elizabeth Elliott. Yeah, Elizabeth Elliott. Yeah. You've, won, you've won a exactly Grammy for being. That's what we've done. <laughs> As I listen to you, I think, man, it's so cool. Our story's so similar. We wanted to get married and we wanted to glorify God and reach everyone we could with the gospel together yeah right. and expand god's kingdom whatever that could look like right and so it's it's really cool to see like god took you into your gifts of using music to reach people for him and i don't know if we have any gifts but we're like wh- whatever we have god we're giving it <laughs> they're to all you. yours you know here i am send me which yeah, is, yeah. sounds like your story did your dad the your pastor dad like right away say, John's the guy, I'm excited about this, or was there a little pushback? Because her dad barred me from the house <laughs> based on my reputation. I'm not kidding. Wow. Okay. So, and he wasn't a pastor, but he knew this Dave Wilson guy is a wild man. I don't want him near my daughter. <laughs> what about you? My, my dad's, you know, he he didn't say much. He, he just prays. 
Hmm. He's like, okay, if this is where God's leading her, you know, we'll see. And John met with him and said, I'm into your daughter. I kind of want to date her. And he was like, hmm, okay, we'll see. So he never really said much to me. Um, And I think he, you know, talked to John's pastor because John was from Memphis. I was from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So called his pastor just to make sure, is this guy okay? Because he seems a little crazy. Hmm. Um, And they were like, "He's, he's great. So that was fairly seamless. He was always awesome to me. Always from day one, he was just great. But that's just Tim. You know, Tim's just, he's a Holy Spirit man, you know, so he's like, we're going to pray and the Spirit's going to lead and we trust and he never, he never gets worked up about anything. Otherwise, he would have been worked up about me, I'm sure. Your music's pretty intense. He never had any or the road or the road. Of course, you didn't know probably then that You'd end up here on the road and stuff. Sure. He just really never sweated those things. Tim never seemed to have uh, any issues with the whole, like, that music is too loud or too this. He just was, like, when I when I say, I'm kind of, I'm not joking when I say, like, Holy Spirit, man. He's just like that kind of guy, like, that God can move through this. He, he's just always full of faith. He's <laughs> one of those guys that's always optimistic, always full of faith, always kind of, maybe he didn't quite understand the music. But he knew that God was in it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It might not be his thing, but he's like, God's in this. God can work through a donkey. God can work through John. good, by the way. What <laughs> great advice for parents as we are listening mm. to you guys when our kids come to us with this crazy, wild plan, you know, that we're praying, mm. that we're asking God, yeah. like, what do you think of this, Lord, instead of this is what I think? We're asking him yes, first. That I would say that was a huge strength of my parents. They both were like, all right, my kids are in God's hands. So they prayed for us all the time. They led by example more than they led by giving counsel and advice. Not that they didn't, but it was kind of like, all right, you have a path. And I want to put you in a position where you can hear God's voice for yourself and read the word and find him and then have the faith to just do the crazy stuff if that's what God's called you to do. If God calls you to face a giant, you have faith to face that giant. And so they were kind of much more hands-off as far as counsel, but they were definitely prayerful and in faith. Like, if this is where God is leading them, we will pray for them and watch what God does with their lives. Have yeah. you found that you're able to do the same with your kids? Are you, like, seeing that? I mean, you've got a 19-year-old mm-hmm. and a 16-year-old. They're starting to get ready to leave. Yeah. What's that yeah. like as a parent for you guys? You know, I think that we've done, <clears throat> I think we've absolutely implemented that. You know, we, we, Corey and I both, I mean, we talked about this, but we just naturally all both agreed on this, that we would never push our kids into something because it's what we wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And when we always told our kids ever since they were tiny, that we don't have any aspirations for them outside of them serving Christ and, mm-hmm. and whatever that looks like, loving the word of God, adhering to the word of God, loving the law of God. And if, if God calls them to do music, that's fine. If God calls them to do something else, that's fine. E- even when it comes to higher education and things. And the reason I say that is because there was a, an incredible, an immense amount of pressure when I was growing up upon all of these aspirations that you're meant to do, um, whether it's higher education and this and the other. And I'm not even saying I'm against higher education, except that I'm not smart enough to have been higher educated. (laughs) But, you know, um, but there was this feeling of 
if you don't go to college, then your life is forfeit. Right. If you don't get in a, a job making a lot of money, then your life is forfeit. If you know, I had this feeling sometimes in the church that I grew up in. To be frank, sometimes I thought I think some of these church leaders would rather me wear a suit and make money than to actually live for Christ. Hmm. And I found that disgusting. Hmm. I, I found that to that that kind of raised up the John the Baptist spirit in me if there <laughs> if there is such a thing. That that sort of feeling of like that that is absolutely not what Christ has saved us from. He didn't save us from a dressing code situation. He saved us from sin and death. And so I very much rebelled against that because it smelled like Pharisee to me, and I didn't dig that. And so we've always been very clear with our kids. We don't really care what you do as long as you honor God. And Mm -hmm. for both of my kids, that is going to mean higher education because they're both really, really smart. Mm-hmm. But that was our thing, right? So we we just made it an issue when we were when they were young. We would worship with the kids. Mm-hmm. We would teach them how to pray. When they didn't, well, I don't really know what. Well, then we'll show you how to pray. We right. would teach them, and we would say, "Well, go to the Bible for answers." And this, that, and the other. And so at this point, by the time they were twelve, thirteen years old, they were very. They would definitely sense the leading of the spirit, and and. My daughter has always been just like wise beyond her years mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as a human being, right, you don't reach a certain place where suddenly I can understand God because I'm smart enough or I'm mature enough, right? He relates to you wherever you're at. He meets you where you're at to where you have can have understanding of him. For us, it was like, all right, you have, have God forming people together in the womb. You have John the Baptist who's filled with the Spirit in the womb. You have God relating to babies and children. And so for us, it's like, all right, as soon as my kids are here, we're going to be facilitating them being around God in his presence and his word. And all that I can feed into them while I have them with me, we're going to. So yes, we would have worship times with them two, three years old, we're like, here we are. And for whatever their understanding was, even when we would go to church, and it's like our church doesn't have a separate little kids' church. So you, they're just there and worship with us, which can be boring for kids because they're like, mm. I don't really get what's happening, whatever. A lot of, you know, families near us, the kids would be playing with toys or whatever. Like, we're not going to do that because I want to teach my kids to, to be reverent in the presence of God. This is his presence, and he's holy. Mm. And I so and then John would explain, you know, while the music's happening, he would explain a concept that they could understand, like the love of God. Within this song, they can understand that. You know, it's like how you love your care bears or how you love your toys. They're precious to you. That's how God loves you or whatever, you know, so that they could understand it and so that they can respond in their understanding to who God is and his character. And so we just would feed them with that all the time, praying with them at night, pointing out it's your kind of your job as a parent. God is going to be all over your kids. And it's your job as a parent to kind of point those moments out, you know. So my kids on the road be super encouraging to people and really bless someone. I would say to them, hey, you know, that's God using you. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually God using you. Oh, wow, that's so cool, Mom. You know, pointing that out, pointing out who they are, their identities. Because as a, as a father, as a mother, you can see what their strengths are. Pointing those things out, strengthening them and strengthening them in their weaknesses. So that's kind of been our goal all along is pointing them to God. Because he actually loves them more than we do. You know, I think parents can be fearful of like, I'm going to mess up. Maybe I haven't done enough. Maybe I've done too much. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, what I don't want leading me in my parenting is fear. Hmm. So if that's at the heart of something, I just want that out. I want faith to lead me. I know that God cares for them more than I do. And he's going to complete the work he started in them. Mm-hmm. I just have to kind of like keep 
keep steering them in the right direction. You know, it's interesting. That's as right. I listened to you for the last few minutes, I thought, man, we just we just had a parenting clinic. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm listening to it like if I'm a parent listening today, rewind and listen to the last three or four minutes because you just walked Christian parents through a vision of what our call is as mom and dad to raise mm-hmm. sons and daughters who are warriors for Christ in the kingdom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I just heard. Mm-hmm. And, and part of me thinks, well, you have this vision because you're on a bus and you're touring together that it's our role. Well, parents that aren't on a bus touring together, it's still your role. It's not to Christian school. It's not to church, yeah. although those are Absolutely. awesome and wonderful and they help. Mm-hmm. But we are called as mom and dad to raise warriors for the kingdom. And it's on us to mm-hmm. e- even take a worship song and say, hey, let me under- let me help you understand this if you're five. Yeah. When they're 15, it may be different. But I mean, right. that you just roll out a beautiful picture in my mind of a vision for christian parenting where to go that's beautiful yeah well i was always passionate about teaching my kids what the songs mean Mm -hmm. as you just said because (laughs) when i was growing up and this isn't i'm not dissing or anything my my mom did all of this for me my mom was awesome um and taught me about the bible and stuff but i do remember singing these hymns which I love now. I absolutely love those hymns now. But I remember as a kid thinking, I just don't know what this means. Yeah. Plunged into victory. What, what are we <laughs> plunging? I don't know. What the, you know. And so <laughs> that, I love that song. But as a kid, I was like, plunge me to victory. So now, you know, I've, I always made it. Even my kids were two and three. I would say, when we sing this lyric, this is what it means. Yeah. So that your kids... They, oh, and then I say, so now what I want you to do, I want you to say to Jesus, thank you for, and then it, what the song means, thank you that you gave me victory through Jesus, through the cross, you know, things like that. Really is very much a Puritan model, actually. I'm a big fan of the, we're a big fan of the Puritans. Hmm. And I think it's a great encouragement. As you just said, I'll just say this real quick. For Christian parents, it, the Puritan model was, that's what you do. You learn the Bible from the time you're you're in diapers and that is, that's the job of of the parents it's not the job of the school the sunday school it's not the job of the church it's the parents job so let's do our jobs and let's raise up this generation man come on now we want to thank david and wilson and their team for another edition of family life today Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. If you would like to purchase the CD of today's program, email us at radio at powertochange.org.au or go to the podcast section of our website, families.powertochange.org.au where you'll find lots of information, news and resources. You're invited back tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today presented by Power to Change in conjunction with this radio station.